Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This episode is brought to you by Red Range Stock Supplements. Red Range is a locally owned family-run business based in Kununurra, Western Australia and servicing the whole northwest. They offer a range of custom blended supplements for cattle and horses tailored specifically to your individual requirements. For more information or to discuss your supplement needs, please visit redrainstocksupplements.com.au. Listening to the Central Station Podcast, where we bring you stories of what life in the outback is really like and why many wouldn't live anywhere else. So pull up a stump, pop the billy on, or crack a cold one as we talk to the men and women who call some of the most remote parts of Australia home. Hi, this is Anne-Marie Huey, and this is my story, The Cattle Season, Our Relationship Survival Guide. Women are the backbone of the cattle industry. Admittedly, it's still a very male-dominated world, with the vast majority of managers and head stockmen being men. However, alongside every successful cattleman, you'll find a busy, hard-working woman whose efforts keep everything and everyone functioning. Whether it is in the heat and the dust of the cattle yards, wading through a mountain of paperwork in the office, sweating it out in the kitchen, or juggling the chaos of running the house, managing staff relationships, keeping kids and potty cars fed, filtering the important emails from the junk and fielding phone calls. Without women, the industry would crumble. And it can be a tough gig. No matter how well you attempt to plan and organise, it only takes one random weather event, disaster in the stock camp or machinery breakdown to throw your entire schedule into disarray. Those who grew up with farming or pastoral backgrounds will develop a newfound respect for the fortitude of their mothers who did it all before them. However, for those who find themselves abruptly thrust into the bedlam that can be living on a station because they fell in love with a man who can envisage no other life, it can come as something as a shock. It's easy to get disillusioned when your partner is gone before dawn and not home until well after dark for what seems like months at a time. It's natural to question why you're doing this as you eat dinner alone for the fifth time that week. Facebook becomes a double-edged sword. It keeps you in touch with the life you once had, but at the same time makes you wonder how you came to be wrangling the bunch of uncooperative potties installed on your front lawn while your old friends are sipping cocktails and posting pictures of fabulous new shoes. With this in mind, I have put together a few tips and home truths for those new to the industry, or those considering making the leap. Hopefully this and the right amount of wine, will get you through to the end of the season with your sense of humour and sanity relatively intact. Number one, you will never be his first priority. Don't get me wrong, he will love you with all his heart, but there will be times, a lot of times, when whatever you have planned will have to take a back seat to the day-to-day running of the business. 
As frustrating as this can be, it's a good thing. It means that you have someone who is truly compassionate and accepts the responsibility of putting the needs of his animals before his own wants. But this doesn't mean you have to, at least not every time. Admittedly, there will be occasions, such as when a bushfire is roaring towards a fully stocked sail paddock, when all hands will be needed on deck and events will have to be rescheduled. However, if a broken down grader means he can't get to the race meeting you've been looking forward to all year, and there is nothing you can constructive you can achieve by staying home, just go. It's too easy to be overwhelmed by all the demands of the business that you lose your own sense of self. Decide what's really important to you and don't feel guilty about making yourself a priority occasionally. Whether it's visiting family and friends or just taking time out to attend a social event in town, making the time to do things that make you feel like you will benefit everyone. My advice is, if it happens in the dry season and it's important to you, be prepared to go it alone. Chances are you won't be the only cow widow in attendance and kicking up your heels with a bunch of like-minded women who truly know how to make the most of every social occasion can be an event in itself. Number two, he will have a wandering eye. Every man has his weakness. For some, it will be a well-bred stock horse. For others, a quality Brahmin bull or heifer may prove irresistible. I have even known those who will lose complete track of conversation when presented with a shiny new grader at Roadworks. Personally, I never thought my greatest competition for attention would be a tiny furball, but put a Kelpie puppy anywhere in the vicinity and I may as well not exist. Fortunately for me, adorable Kelpie puppies turn into incredibly destructive, extremely naughty Kelpie teenagers, which is when some of the infatuation tends to wear off. By the time they have matured into valuable working dogs, we have all had a chance to re-establish ourselves in the correct pecking order. Until the next puppy comes along, anyway. Number three. The cattle industry has its own language. I'm not talking about terms such as Mickey, Scrubber or Woe Boy that, while unique to the industry, are relatively easily defined, but more about the unfathomable sign language you will be expected to immediately grasp at any given time. Sign language tends to be most important when operating machinery. Backing up trucks, hitching trailers or using machinery to lift heavy objects can all require a degree of non-verbal communication. Your partner will obviously have a preferred method of conveying instructions. However, there is no guarantee he will use the same method on subsequent occasions. Misinterpreting these instructions can result in a healthy level of extremely loud verbal communication and the occasional spot of interpretive dance, also known as jumping up and down the spot. I suggest you develop your own system for getting your point across and have found that simple hand gestures involving just one or two fingers seem to work quite well. Number four. Performing minor miracles is part of the job description. Mind reading is a handy skill if you can master it. Don't be surprised to have a conversation along the lines of, have you seen my thingamajig? You what? You know, my what's it? What does it do? Big sigh, I need it to fix my whatchamacallit. If telepathy is not your forte, a blank stare, or at most an artfully raised eyebrow, is a perfectly legitimate response. Don't ever, ever be tempted to volunteer to go into the workshop and look for anything unless you were the last one to use it, and then it's only fair. Once you enter those uncharted waters, you will spend your life searching for duvalackies, thingamabobs, and what's it. Now, I admit I'm somewhat mechanically challenged, and therefore subscribe to the theory that if a can't be adequately, de- adequately described, it doesn't exist. Find it yourself. Number five, it's going to get messy. 
I'm sure somewhere there is a homestead that remains pristine throughout the hustle and bustle of the season. Verandas are swept daily, lawns are neatly mowed, and laundry doesn't hang on the line until the next load of washing demands be taken down. Wherever this mythical place is, it's definitely not here. I will confess I have conceded defeat in the war against cobwebs and the dust that settles on every surface each time a willy-willy blows through. I have a healthy pile of chalk and earplugs resting on the sink in the laundry, retrieved from the bottom of the washing machine because no one ever manages to check pockets. It's not surprising to find cutting discs, doodle bits and welding masks on the dining table, but I do draw the line at goannas in the lounge room and frogs in the bedroom. Every so often I'll make a determined effort to restore order, usually the day before visitors are due to arrive. But there are still many nights when the most I can manage is toasted cheese sandwiches for dinner. My approach to housekeeping is far from perfect, but that's okay. When the dust finally settles, it's not about how often you have mopped the floor, but the partnerships you've built. It's about embracing the chaos of managing a dynamic, constantly changing environment. It's about watching a magical sunset paint the sky at the end of another hectic, heartbreaking, uplifting, stressful, laugh-out-loud, crazy day and realising you occupy a very special place in the world. So take a bow, women of the bush. Your partner needs you, the beef industry needs you, and dinner plates all around the world need you too. Ag Workforce specialises in recruiting for agricultural jobs, including farm work, station work and agribusiness across Australia. View current jobs, advertise a position, or register as a job seeker at agworkforce.com.au. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or leave us a review. It really helps other people find our podcast. You can find our website at centralstation.net.au, where we have over 1,200 stories published from across Northern Australia. All of our podcast episodes, a tourism directory for visiting an outback cattle station, and training and employment resources. We're on Facebook at Central Station, True Stories from Outback Australian Cattle Stations, and we're on Instagram at centralstation.net.au, and we're also on Twitter at Central Station 6. To discuss this episode with other listeners, head on over to our Facebook group, Central Station Podcast.